Welcome to Pretend I Know Nothing About. I'm Katie White, your host, administrator of COAAA. Today's episode is all about internships. We will hear two stories from Shawmaine and Camille, who were interns, then case managers, and now supervisors here at COAAA. Let's get into it. Well, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. I've Good got morning. two special guests here with me today, and we are going to be talking about internships at COAAA. So let's um, start with introductions. You want to go first? Sure. I am Camille Peterson, and I am in the uh, Senior Options Department here at COAAA. I have been in the Senior Options Department um, almost 20 years. Wow. That's awesome. Yes, yes. And um, I am a supervisor um, in the department and actually just started that role in April. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Congrats. And how about our other guests? I am Charmaine Park, and I am in the Passport Waiver Program. I am also a supervisor there, and it's been going on in a supervisor role on two years. Okay. I've started in Passport as a sweet young intern and um, <laughs> have been with the agency coming up on six years now. Wow. Yeah. That's great. The longevity here is just amazing. It yeah. blows mm-hmm. me away. It's mm-hmm. encouraging, actually. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. A little overwhelming because you want to be like, I've been here six years, which is a lot. And yeah. people are like, that's nothing. Yeah. But it is. 20, it's something. Yeah. 20-something yeah. yes. years already. Yes. Yeah. So today it's all about internships, what it's like to be an intern here, um, you know, what types of things you did, what you liked, what was difficult. Mm-hmm. So um, let's jump in. So Camille, tell us about when you were here, what your internship was like. Mm-hmm. So interesting enough, um, I was an intern in the senior options department um, during my undergrad and my graduate year. Oh, I actually did my bachelor's at Ohio State, and I was trying to figure out what my area was I wanted to do. I knew I couldn't do children because I would want to adopt every kid. (laughs) So my husband was like, that's not your area. (laughs) So somehow we got to older adults and um, it sparked my interest. I didn't even know about COAAA, Central Ohio Area Agency on Aging, until um, the College of Social Work, my counselor, mentioned that this was a placement um, option for older adults. So I actually did my bachelor's internship uh, in 2002. Okay. Nice. 2002. Um, my mentor who was assigned to me is still a case manager <laughs> in the department. And I still do some practices and a workflow that I was taught as an intern to this day. And who was that? It was Leela. At the time, her name was Shapowski. Okay. And now it's Boschnik. Okay. That's so awesome. Yes. And you did your master's placement here, and too. I did my master's placement. So my first year of grad school, I did um, my placement in the passport department in the choices area. And mm-hmm. that was where it was kind of fresh and new, and it was just starting up at the time. So that would have been 2003. And um, it was when they were allowing uh, caregivers uh, to be paid, or I should say, caregivers to be the paid worker, mm. and the clients had the choice. So some of it may be where the choices program was where if a client wanted to assign a family member to be their paid caregiver, they could. But if they also wanted the option of saying, no, I would like to refer that as to a provider or an agency to handle it and not a family member, they could do that as well. 
but that was when I started learning about paid caregivers mm-hmm. and the roles and how do how did that take effect? That started with passport. Huh. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Charmaine, how about yours? So I came to the agency also through the College of Social Work. Um, like Camille, I had not heard about COAAA um, because mainly I was brand new to Ohio. So okay. um, I wasn't familiar with a lot of the community um, agencies or anything, but um, similar, my counselor said, hey, this is a great community network here. It's a lot of, you know, opportunities there. There's a lot housed in that building. Check it out. So I did, and uh, when Lynn Dobb reached out to me about coming in for the interview for the field placement, there was an instant connection to my field supervisor who was, shout out to Kyra Yeboa. Mm-hmm. Um, She's still here? Yes, she is. Nice. She's still here as well. Love that. And um, it was an instant connection, and I loved it from day one. I also completed my master's internship, but I did that in the SRS program. Okay. And that was um, another, again, way for me to learn about everything that we offer. My internship uh, during my bachelor's was phenomenal. Kyra made sure that she linked me with every department in the agency. So I got a chance to learn what senior options did. Um, I was able to sit down with screeners. I sat down with assessment, someone in assessment. I even sat down with Miss Jacqueline Williams in Fisco. So I got a shout good out to Jackie. shout out to Jackie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was able to really see what all, you know, the ins and outs of the entire agency was, which I thought was phenomenal. And I made sure that I was able to implement that with any student that came on to Passport Outdoor because I just felt that was just like the best way to learn about the program and the agency overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the agency that- has grown. Oh my gosh, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. It's when huge. I started, it was only senior oh, I options that. and passport in the building. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yes. And wow. we were at 174 downtown. Right. Okay. So that was what was the AT&T or SBC <laughs> building. <laughs> and that was probably what, less than 100 people yes. at that point? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Every and now and then I'll hear, you know, stories of old. Remember, <laughs> remember down on Long Street, we yes. had, I heard the funny stories about the bats flying mm-hmm. around in Sue Housen's office. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, Brenna, who was my supervisor as the as a student and became my supervisor when I started as a um, case manager, her, her memory is rock solid. So she's always sharing stories about what happened in that building. There's a lot of wild, fun stuff. And we yeah. have our 50th anniversary coming up. And yeah. so we're collecting all those stories. So if you think of some or if you Talk know people. To Brenna. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. We got to get Brenna and Tamara she, together. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like um, you both have hosted students as well. Yeah. So yeah. tell me a little bit about your take on that and what you do to ensure sure that the internships are successful. Yes. Just like um, we were sharing, our experience was so great. It's the same thing. You, you're you just gravitated to, yes, I'll take an intern. Mm-hmm. So I would volunteer uh, pretty frequently um, because I wanted to ensure and make them know that this agency and this placement, or especially if you're interested in the older adult population mm-hmm. or individuals with disabilities, and now serving populations um, under 60 since right. our agency has grown, right. that it is um, a wonderful, wonderful place to start out. CO AAA does a great job of teaching you 
grassroots of social work. I agree. That's what gravitated me. Like, I want to know how to dive in, how to connect. Yeah. Um, resources, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is really going to set you up. Um, of course, we would hope for them to carry on here. <laughs> of course. But rather a person um, starts here or go outside of COAAA. Um, we've had interns who have come and started in our department and maybe stayed, but maybe it was a couple years and they journeyed out and they'd say the things that they learned from um, their time with us, they were like, I use it so much in other areas or other entities that I work for. That's great. Mm -hmm. I learned excellent documentation skills. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I really wanted to help interns that came in now take what they learn in the books and see how it applies. And apply it. Yep. Yeah. And then maybe sometimes it's, I know the books say this, but in reality, mm-hmm. it's this. And so then showing them how, okay, now you can't apply something from the book, but let's make sure you're applying it ethically or by the right social work standards. Got it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes everything's not black and white. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Sue Housen was on a podcast recently and she said, the rules are black and white, but life is gray. And I thought that was that's so perfect. That's awesome. it, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I would say that um, one of the great things is that coming here to do your field placement, we're hands-on. Mm-hmm. It's not about just sitting in a corner, filing, or sorting through paperwork. We pair you with someone. You're out doing visits. You're shadowing with folks. You're using our programs as much as we can. Mm-hmm. You know, again, with HIPAA rules or whatever. Um but again, I always made sure that they're getting a snapshot of everything. Yep. It's under, almost like in this building. Training yeah. them like they're an employee. Exactly. <laughs> because we in passport, we have them go through the new hire training. So Oh good. Yeah. So they're learning about PIMS. They're learning about documentation. Mm-hmm. They're learning about state hearing rights. They're getting the full picture as if because our ultimate goal is that they do stay with us. So if we put them through that training by the time they're done, they're like, yeah, this is a pretty cool place. Mm-hmm. I want to stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep talking about how we have this culture of clinical excellence here in the oh, most like incredible yeah. way. And what I'm hearing from you both is it's if somebody stays amazing, right? Of course, mm-hmm. we want that. Any interns listening, we want that. We want that. But also, <laughs> we want to make sure that anyone going out and working in the community with older adults or people with right. disabilities or anywhere in the social work world have grounded in clinical excellence mm-hmm. training and ethics and that we're, we're sort of paying it forward for you know the workforce in general. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And as an intern, and we, the way we train, it's almost like they have a leg up. Mm, they have a yeah. leg up, um, mm-hmm. which is a good thing because on average, if you're a new employee here, it probably takes you a full year to really grasp exactly. everything and yeah. feel kind of confident and comfortable in your assessment and your task and your ability. But when you're an intern, you're coming in and learning and doing it. So oftentimes when you transition, yeah. you're already ahead of the game because you already hit those things that you were trying to find comfort and ability and things like yeah. that. In. Yes. So, I can definitely attest to that because mm-hmm. when I completed my field placement, there was a gap for me to take mm-hmm. the licensure exam, wait for an opening in passport because I really wanted to be in passport. So during that time, I stayed working where I was 
within a few months when that opening came up and I restarted here as a mm-hmm. employee, like Camille said, I felt like, you know, I was kind of ahead of the game and mm-hmm. so much so I think when I started, I covered cases for a case manager who was coming out. So I was like, okay, wait, let me re <laughs> yeah. reframe everything and kind of remember what all the trainings I went through, even though I went through the trainings again, mm-hmm. some of it was just a refresher. Mm-hmm. So I was able, like you right. said, to hit the ground running and really start out. So it's know. a lot about confidence. Mm-hmm. It's a lot about competence Definitely. and all of those um pieces where if you have questions, we also have that culture of support here. Yeah, I was going to state that too. We have that culture of shared responsibility. So, you know, I could ask anyone on the floor from another Mm -hmm. case manager to another supervisor. Everyone is always helpful. And I think our interns can feel that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we had Linda and Sarah on, there's an episode about safe and how that all Mm -hmm. works too. So in the most extreme, difficult, very hard to navigate cases, we still bring people together to make sure that yeah. it's shared yeah. responsibility. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when I think about the different social work placements, um, people say, oh, well, I want to work in a hospital or mm-hmm. I want to do behavioral health or I want to work with kids. And I'm always like, no, 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 you can get that here too. Absolutely. So, you know, talk about if you're, um, if there are potential interns listening, what all can you experience here mm-hmm. through the lens of aging and disability, mm-hmm. but those different experiences? I would say, um, actually, you you probably will get experience on all the above that you listed because I think one of the fastest things I learned starting out as a new social worker is that your consumer or your client is not the only person you're working with. You're working with the daughter. You're working with the Mm -hmm. sons, other family members. And even though your focus may be on that client, you're dealing with maybe the mental illness of the daughter who may be the primary caregiver or, you know, the son who is, you know, kind of burnt out and, Mm -hmm. you know, needing support as well. Or, you know, we have a large refugee population within our clients and, you know, you're dealing with different, excuse me, ethnic and, you know, different backgrounds. And I think all of that you're going to hit on. You may, you know, encounter your consumer who's also caring for young grandchildren. And, you know, so now you're dealing with maybe potential housing issues and dealing with difficulties with the grandson adjusting, moving in with grandma. And so you're going to, I think we'll, we hit everything. So Uh I think, again, one-stop shop here at COAAA. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And interesting enough, with this question, my I did the two-year graduate program. And so my second year of grad school um, placement, my counselor um, at social work, uh, College of Social Work challenged me. It's like, well, let's think of somewhere else you might want to mm. also explore, right? Because I'm like, no, I'm here at COAAA. It's <laughs> like there's two departments at the time, so you got to get one more in. And so I actually did my last year of placement um, in 2004 at Mount Carmel West Hospital. Mm, okay. Because I want, I said, well, I want to see some medical social work, right? Okay. Want to see hospital aspect, and that was definitely eye-opening um, and loved the experience. I had a chance to shadow each floor. I thought, mm. okay, this will help me learn. Um, about medical terminology, Mm. uh, medical diagnosis, different things of that nature, because I only caught a glimpse of it with the passport department um, when I was in there and kind of would interact with some of the doctors when you're faxing paperwork Mm -hmm. and approvals for authorizations, but it was in a different light. Mm 
So um, after that placement, though, an opening came up in the senior options department and I got hired on. I will say I am glad I did do it in the opposite direction. (laughs) Um, I do have a goal. I always call it in my retirement life um, to do some hospital social work and be like that contingent social worker that's like, yes, I'll come in when the person's (laughs) on vacation and I'll help. One Sunday a month. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) One Sunday a month. Um, But I am glad I did it the opposite way. I started here and learned the grassroots of the social work and everything and the documentation and then went into a hospital placement um, to learn it. Because then it kind of like Charmaine was saying, you kind of pull it all together. So I didn't have to go the medical route and then go into grassroots (laughs) social work. Because now I know the dynamics of family and Mm. how to interact with family versus the hospital. Everything's quick. Um, because most times those patients are in there for an admission mm. and your interaction with them is going to be um, maybe a couple days before their discharge. You're, you're, you're quick on your toes to help plan their, their, their next steps and what's going to happen. Now that COAAA has expanded, um, you can still grasp and learn medical pieces. You don't have to be in a hospital setting here. Mm-hmm. You have now multi facets of waiver and passport area, right? right? You have your Molina, you have your Aetna, you have your SRS. Mm-hmm. So having those other um, departments come to COAAA now has opened the ball game. Absolutely. That you do not have to just only get it in the hospital setting. This agency is going to help give you the medical piece now too. Yeah. And we have nurses on staff, right? right? And right. that medical social work it sort of begins and ends in the home anyway, mm-hmm. right? Those diagnoses, yeah. looking at the prescriptions, checking in on that sort yeah. of stuff. Yep. Um, some of the home visits I've been on, you know, I'm like, wow, look at, you know, all of these diagnoses yeah. that people know. And yes. yeah, it's, it's definitely medical social work. Yes, it definitely in the home. Expanded. <laughs> yes. So um, when I think about COAAA and how you both hadn't heard of it at the time, that is still something. Mm-hmm. Even though you know we get literally thousands of calls a month between four and five thousand just coming in our front desk. Not to mention the fourteen thousand people we're case managing. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Um, but there's something that I keep kind of rolling around in my head around people saying, well, you know, you're not in the community as much. And I'm like, no, no, we are. We're in the homes. Mm-hmm. We're behind the scenes. We're yeah. we're pulling and holding together the fabric of the community. And so it's this interesting, like, people don't see, quote unquote, mm-hmm. I'm doing quotes, um, see us as much in the community. But we're out there, we're out there. Yeah. more potentially than many other agencies, if not all other agencies. We're just in the home mm-hmm. doing what needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I found that um, like whenever we do like events and we, you know, have our mm-hmm. information tables and they're like, oh, so what are you? Like if we mention senior options or we mention passport, like, oh, yeah, my grandmother was on passport. Oh, yeah, my uncle's on senior options. I think it's just the the branding name of COAAA that they're not familiar with. But I agree. Mm-hmm. They know that we're out there. It's just I don't know. They, like tying it all together. Yeah, and we are at tons of events. And, yeah. you know, you think, you know, you can push and push and push mm-hmm. information out there, right, whether right. or not people are receiving it. But yeah. um, there's this quote that was Tom Gregoire, the dean, when you guys were at yeah. the College of Social Work. I was, yeah. Um, he said something to the effect of 
you can get a lot more done when you don't care who gets credit for it. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I think about I like that, that all the time in what I'm doing. Like, how do we get this work done in a way? Like, do we love credit? For sure. Everybody sure. loves to hear you're doing a great job. But right. maybe there's something to that. Like, we're in all these homes, mm-hmm. and you might not know, but that's okay because yeah, right. we're getting done what needs to be done. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's, I don't know, there's some sort of learning around that that I'm still noodling, especially with students. Like, mm. This is hard work, and yes. there isn't a ton of recognition right. that we're working on it. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Any thoughts on that? And it's also where, um, like a little bit, I feel like be- before now, um, it still was pretty pretty prevalent. But you know how it's like aging, but no one wants to accept their aging. Yes. <laughs> Even us <Yeah. laughs> don't want to accept that. <laughs> Another year has passed, you know. Right. And so... Um, it's all. It reminds me of when I would do speaking events um, for COAAA. So on the speakers bureau, um, uh, we would speak at different entities. It might be Chase Bank, Huntington Bank, and mm. we speak at their employee health fairs oh, or have a resource table, right? And people would come past the table and they see the tablecloth, see yeah, OAAA's like, logo. I don't need that right now. I don't now. need that right now. There you go. <laughs> that doesn't apply to me right now. <laughs> I would get that so much. And they were like, oh, I'm glad you're here, but I'm not there yet. Exactly. And I would say, okay, well, we are here. Right, yeah. Right. Or you do get the person who isn't that employee for those entities taking care of someone, Mm -hmm. right? And then they are like, oh, okay, I didn't realize you were out there. But the key I always take away is everyone's like shying away from the table because of aging, Mm -hmm. you know? And Ageism at its finest, right? Exactly. If we're all afraid to grow old, then none of us are going to be you know, preparing to grow old right. because we're distancing our, right. ourselves from it. Yeah, so it's almost like, how do we get um, the, I say the world, but also Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> to, and the students to know that everybody's aging. doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're 20 today, next year you're 21. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I was just... 42 and a week ago I'm 43. So, <laughs> so everyone is going to turn another age. Age is there. Right. And so the process of starting to accept that and say that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Let me prepare for the next phases yeah. of life. Or if we still have family members and mm-hmm. parents, we are going to be caregivers of those individuals. Learning the information as early as possible is never. Yeah too late or too early to do. Right, right. And I found that a lot of people come to us either when they're in crisis, right? Mm -hmm. When they, oh my gosh, we need this, I need this. And probably two or four of those folks were at the events. And like you said, just Mm -hmm. kind of walk by. I don't need that right now. But I found that also how we reach those people, like you said, Camille, here, you may not need it now, but Someone in your family, take it. I'm sure you have someone in your family that might can use it. That's Mm kind of how we push Uh our literature and our information and resource books out there. Like, just take it. I'm sure someone in your family might need it. Yep. Well, and with population aging, right? I mean, we're going to have more and more older people, which I think is great. And I think probably everyone in the agency, we all um, Mm -hmm. really love that idea. So hopefully it becomes more normalized and socialized. Yeah. It's okay to be aging. It's okay to be old. Mm -hmm. There are supports out there, and there are people that know how to navigate these really complex systems. Right. So when you think about um, 
new interns coming to CO AAA, um, what are your hopes for them? Like, what do you think would make this an even better place to be an intern? Let me go first. <laughs> um, I would say one because we are like that grassroots kind of atmosphere. I would love for them to really see one the flexibility of being able to complete your internship here. We really work with our students with their schedules. Um, again, that shared responsibility. You know, getting your hands dirty. I'm using quotes too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Getting your hands dirty and really being hands-on with everything, with every aspect. Again, Mm -hmm. we don't leave you sitting in a corner someplace hoping you figure it out or hoping you catch something on the fly. We really put you, you know, inside and really give you that hands-on, you know, kind of frontline experience. I think that is like the biggest takeaway. Like you would truly apply what you're learning in the classroom. You'll have the opportunity to learn more because, again, Mm -hmm. you're paired with a seasoned social worker. You get an opportunity to attend, you know, CEU sessions. So you're learning from other, you know, real life experiences and other social workers. So I think that would be the the biggest takeaway. It's great. Uh, my biggest takeaway I would hope for them is that um, the love for the older adult population or individuals um, with disabilities or mental health that is 60 and younger, since we also serve that population, that they would grow to love it like we do. Um, because you might start off like, I don't know if this is my area or yeah. how long can I do it? But we have a lot of longevity here, I feel like, because um, of the support. And so every day, most, probably all of us, I won't even say majority, wake <laughs> up and say, I love this population, right? You got to love what you do and you got to love to wake up every day and come in to do it. So I would hope that they get that feeling that we get when we talk about it and speak about CO AAA, that they get that love for it. Yeah. Um, and um, take that um, with them here or anywhere else um, and, and grow upon it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. I think there's a lot of um, people that get into this sort of by accident, which we've mm-hmm. talked about. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of people that are like, you know, I was really close with my grandparents growing up. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was a caregiver. I worked in dietary at the assisted living in my hometown. Mm-hmm. And so I do think there's something to that like exposure to working with older adults and people with disabilities mm-hmm. that once you have any kind of experience like that, it can really change and motivate you to say, oh my gosh, this mm-hmm. is an amazing population to work with. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And what's interesting is, is recently with our new hires um, in the senior senior options department, a good portion of them came from children and family backgrounds. Mm, that's super interesting. Yes, there is several. And then um, they were like, I wanted to try something different. Mm-hmm. Or like you were saying, Katie, um, grandparents and different things. And so they came um, to our agency and our department. And now they are like, loving older adults and i was like yes they're a hidden gem (laughs) we got them we got them (laughs) it's a hidden gem but yeah a lot of them have come from children and family background yeah 
So even if people aren't um, sure that they want to work with older mm-hmm. adults or people with disabilities, mm-hmm. if they want sort of a well-rounded generalist experience as an intern, this is a place that people should consider coming because yeah, sure. yeah. you're going to just see and learn so much. And yeah. even if you don't want to stay, we're still going to make sure that you leave here That's right. a great experienced social worker. I totally and agree with that. Another great thing with Lynn Dobb that she does. Shout out to Lynn. Man, <laughs> Lynn Dobbs been around. <laughs> what um, she does, if a person is unsure, um, and I encourage this a lot um, as well, you are more than welcome to reach out to the agency and take and do a shadow day. Oh, that's yeah. So you don't even have to commit. Yeah. You could um, do a shadow day, and she sends out her communication amongst the departments and pair you with someone for the day. And then that individual will take and share information about the agency, the particular department they're specifically in, and mm-hmm. then the afternoon take them out on home visits. Okay. So you have an opportunity to shadow what yeah. we do before you even yeah. commit. Just yeah, test that's the great. A and fun. a lot of entities don't allow that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of like, no, we just take out the ones that we're directly assigned. Right. But TOAAA will take you out and let you take a day to spend it with yeah, us. And, and that speaks, again, to our flexibility mm-hmm. and accommodation yep. to students. Informed yeah. consent. It's yes, needed right. all over the place, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, my last question is, if people reach out, are either of you taking interns right now? I think I can. I know I have, you know, some still new case managers that I'm kind of busy with, mm-hmm. but we're always open within our department mm-hmm. um, with other case managers who are available. Yeah. Yes. And senior options. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping we get a big cohort that comes, um, you know, every August or every mm-hmm. January, because it's fun to be an intern with other interns yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I know Lynn always jokes I'm the poster child for uh-huh. intern <laughs> because I did my bachelor's master's and then moved into the supervisors or similar to Camille's path yep. too. She said, Joking. See career ladders and all. It's good. That's mm-hmm. right. I wonder how many people started here as interns. I should do a little um, survey and put that in a yeah. podcast there, right there up there. There is you go. several, and yeah. they're just hiding because they're like, oh no, she's going to get me on that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. They know we're always up to something. And so right. they're like, I'm just going to say no. Like, but gonna, I bet if you sit the survey, I bet it's, 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 it's probably it's a lot, right? Yeah. It's a decent number. Well, thank you to our guests for being here today. Now, I hope you know something about being an intern at COAAA.